0: Hello friends of Soul Kitchen, thank you for listening to my podcast, my name is Jasper Mozart. I'm an entrepreneur, adventurer, coach and wisdom seeker. With Soul Kitchen I interview people that inspire me, from TED speakers to social entrepreneurs, from activists to artists, from dreamers to seekers, from business people to spiritual teachers. With Soul Kitchen, I empower people to live their quest, and each episode contains a recipe for life. What is your quest? Welcome, friends of Soul Kitchen, to a new episode. Today, I'm interviewing Adrian Kolf, whom you've seen before in the podcast, where he shared his wisdom about goal setting and accountability. I met Adrian at Burning Man um, five or six years ago. And like me, he's also from the Netherlands and he's an entrepreneur based in New York, who has also uh, had a business in the Ukraine. So he has an international work experience. And today I would like to talk with him about his personal brand, his purpose, and specifically his LinkedIn strategy. Because what I know him for nowadays is that he's quite active on LinkedIn, sharing his tips and tricks on entrepreneurship and productivity and i'm curious how he has built this community of nearly twenty thousand people what he knows about ai and automation tools what works for him what doesn't work and why he decided uh, to do this so uh, exciting uh, i'm excited to uh, talk to you again uh, alian today how uh, how's life going for you
1: yeah great great uh, to have me back uh, jasper yeah life life is good we started off the year well with uh, with the company um, and and just personally, in a very good headspace uh, for for twenty twenty four, and excited what uh, what the year has in store for me and, uh, and and the rest of my dear friends. Excellent. So I
0: uh, one of the last things I've seen about you is that uh, a LinkedIn post about a founders dinner that you're hosting in New York. Can you share a bit about your latest uh, project or your founders? Yeah, dinner?
1: So, yeah. So so one thing that I'm I'm particularly excited about is is especially in a city like New York, it's a coming and going of interesting people. Um, but it's it's almost hard to find moments of of, of deeper connection and, and, and the opportunity to really have a longer conversation. So I start to host uh, founders dinners, whereby I invite eight to 10 founders um, to my home. Um, but it's not your average dinner party. Because what we do is um, we cook together. So everyone needs to be in uh, before 6.30. If you're later than that, you're not coming in anymore. Um, I do the groceries, I have the recipes, and then I invite complete strangers, but all founders to cook a recipe that we're then all gonna eat uh, together after after we're done cooking. And there's something magical about cooking a meal together because complete strangers go into the kitchen, but they come out as friends the minute we set, uh, set the food on the table because because it really is a bonding experience of, of doing something like that. And it sets the scene for then a more meaningful and deeper conversation because people trust each other, people are relaxed. There's less ego uh, in, in involved. And then during the dinner, I have one central conversation, so no side conversations, and I lead the dinner conversation with one or two prompts, questions that I send to everyone up front to think about. Um, and it really allows for everyone to share openly and vulnerably. It allows for people to talk almost uh, equally during the dinner. Because if you, if you don't, what typically happens is that uh, one or two people will dominate the dinner conversation and um, and people will be looking it's like oh who i'm sitting next to right so so you take take away all of uh, all, all of that hassle and it really allows for 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 more meaningful connections and conversations and then around 10ish i say okay that's it we now are all going to do the dishes together uh because that's also part of uh, part of the experience So everyone helps clean mm-hmm. and then by 10 30 everyone's out
0: I really uh, yeah. love that initiative. Um, when I lived in Amsterdam, I used to organize dinner through an initiative called Kula. Yeah. There's something magical about creating this serendipity and bringing people together. So, what would you say is your main purpose or reason for doing this?
1: So, for me, is I generally gravitate towards other founders. I just love meeting founders. There's just something about you know having the shared kind of like burden and excitement of running a company. Um. So it allows me to get in touch with uh, founders that I've never met because how now so this I, I do this every month is people that have attended the dinner now refer me to other founders and say, hey, this, this founder will be great for your dinner. right? So it allows me to meet new founders. It, it helps me expand my network. And, and what it brings me is um, the opportunity to learn from other founders in that sense. And maybe somewhere down the line, I will be able to like land a new client through that or or, or that, that there are other ways to monetize it. But right now it's just building community.
0: Excellent. Well, I love that uh, that you're very entrepreneurial, both in your business and, and outside your business. And I think part of um, your strength as an entrepreneur is that you have developed a clear personal brand. And what I mean with clear personal brand is on LinkedIn friends, you communicate explicitly uh, that you share wisdom about entrepreneurship and productivity so what is your view on uh creating a personal brand as an entrepreneur
1: yeah, it's a good question i kind of like stumbled into it i never really set out like i'm gonna build a great and, and strong personal brand but now having been active on on, on Links for the last three to four years and, and posting on, on quite a regular basis is what i've seen and what i've learned is that actually your personal brand is your strongest asset that you can possibly have even stronger than your company brand because if you sell your company all of those assets will be gone and then it's again just you right and if you are able to carve out a personal brand that is strong enough for people to come to you you can be anything and you can monetize that in every single way possible that you want Right? so so think about a couple of people that are well known uh, personal brands let's take the most extreme example right one of the most well known entrepreneurs elon musk right the amount of opportunity that elon musk has just by being elon musk is unbelievable just think about like how many people want to sell something to how many people would want elon musk to be on on their board how many companies would like to give 50% of their shares just to say that elon musk is is part of their executive team right like that's that's an extreme example. But there's no reason why you or me couldn't carve out a niche for ourselves to do something similar. And, and in my case, I just started to post regularly on LinkedIn, because my audience is both on the recruitment side, I run a recruitment company, right? So recruiters are by default using LinkedIn all the time. And secondly, I sell into fast growing tech companies. So other founders of of fast growing tech companies are particular of interest for me, because they could be potential clients, right. So when I start posts on on LinkedIn, over time sharing my entrepreneurial journey, people start following me, people know what I'm up to people know about the company. And I get invited for podcasts like this, I get invited Mm -hmm. to speak at conferences, clients know of of, uh, my journey, future clients know of my journey. And a lot of our employees and future employees knows like, oh, yeah, I follow Adrian on LinkedIn, right? So so that's kind of like the benefit and the wide range of, of what I see that that happened over time, uh, building my personal brand.
0: And um, how has your, so I see the benefit and how has your journey been of stepping into this? So did you have a specific moment where you decided I'm going to uh, post frequently on LinkedIn? Did you have a mentor that taught you or how did you step into this uh, role?
1: Yeah, so, so. So I started my company in Ukraine in 2018. So I moved from Amsterdam to Kiev, Ukraine. So everything in my life was upside down, right? New country, new company, a uh, new culture in a business in an industry that I that I that I barely knew. And building a business, I just reached out to everyone I could get my hands on to give me advice. How do I do this? How do I build this? Both in Ukraine, from a practical point of view, both in the recruitment industry uh, on, on the recruitment industry and to other founders. And what I found very helpful is that the learnings that they shared i was like this is too good you know i should be sharing this with other people as well so that's kind of like when i slowly started to to share my uh, my journey on on uh, on linkedin and i personally just enjoyed the process of, of writing my learnings down right so so that's kind of like how i slowly got into that but i never set out in the beginning with a process or a system or that i ever thought like hey this is going to bring me and win me business or this is going to do xyz in the beginning it was just almost like giving back that's that's how yeah. i felt when i when i when i started
0: yeah so you're right about um, entrepreneurship and uh, and productivity so from everything that you have learned about those uh things what are, what is kind of the key message cuz of course you share many things with linkedin but what is the key message on entrepreneurship productivity or your key theme is, is personal experiences,
1: right? Like personal experience that I've seen what has worked well for me in terms of getting achieving my goals, being productive, um, doing sales, hiring people, and my own mindset as an entrepreneur, my failures, my successes, right? And what I've learned over time, the post and the, 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 the messages that get the most traction and attention are true personal stories, failures, true success, storytelling um, and the more generic you are is like hey this is what it's like to be a good leader versus this is what i learned as a leader are two very distinct things and and especially the personal side is is what people resonate the most with
0: yeah and i see you doing that and i see it resonating with people but there's only a limited number of people doing it like that what would you say
1: is the reason for that is it fear it's, it's hard to judge from other people right but Ninety-nine percent of of people on any social platform are voyeurs, right? They 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 consume the content of the one percent that that posts on a regular basis, and there are many reasons why people don't do that. They you know they they kind of like feel the burden of like sharing openly and vulnerably. But at the same time, my uh, um, counter argument to that point is is right: the more you share about yourself, the more vulnerable you are especially on the things that are not working well for you, the more people will connect and gravitate towards you. So the post, for example, that I did last year is like, I was really struggling with our business, I was struggling as, as myself as a CEO, we were we were we were facing pretty serious layoffs, if, if, if the business wouldn't if we wouldn't land any new clients, and I had serious self doubt. I was hesitant to share that because I was in the moment it wasn't like looking back, no, I was in the moment I was feeling those emotions several people reach out to me is one sayings like oh my god like i went for something similar hey this is what helped me so that was a that was a trade but two potential clients also reached out to me and said hey right now not but like hold on if you know we 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 need your help again you're the first one I'm, i'm gonna be calling and and the fact that they took the time to reach out to me and connect with me helped me get through that phase and, and it and it makes it real makes it honest why you see a lot of people are, are not not, uh, not not sharing because they don't want to like open them uh, open, open up them uh, themselves that much in terms of what what the real learnings are and there, you know you you're gonna stand out you're gonna have people be are gonna be opinionated about uh, about what you do
0: yeah but i really like that uh about you that you you share vulnerably your learnings i don't read every sentence eh? but uh, you know once in a while I read, let's say, everything and once in a while I just scan it,
1: yeah,
0: as you do on social media. And how have you stepped into that? Uh, so what I'm learning here is personal and vulnerable is more yeah. effective than, let's say, generic. Yeah. Like, oh, Harvard Business School said this, Stanford said this, you know. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend, at some point, he worked for an innovation company and suddenly I saw him sharing every week about what Harvard said. Yeah. So I noticed that he kind of came up with a study and I called him, like, I don't care what Harvard has said i want to know what you're saying he started to laugh a lot like oh fuck, yeah, yeah. And later he admitted that was not the right strategy and now he's uh he's a cheese farmer he took up the uh, the, the cheese farm of his family fifth generation yeah. family farm and he's sharing about his own shift from uh, being a businessman to a farmer and now people love it what he's sharing right yeah um but it's also a process i also had this phase when i was uh, uh not necessarily harvard but like always referring to others even with this podcast yeah. interviewing others and now i start to own more where i do solo episodes uh, before i interviewed you yesterday i shared a video you know why i want to interview you yeah, yeah. So I'm making it more personal but how have you uh, grown into that role as a vulnerable leader uh, have you always been like that or have certain experiences shaped you because that's a process right it's not like a one one day flight type of thing
1: you know what the funny thing is when I when I the first time that I realized like wow how far my reach was going I was at and um, so so I haven't been living in the Netherlands since two thousand and eighteen, and in twenty twenty I came back for King's Day in the Netherlands which is a big national holiday big party in in, in Amsterdam and and that's that's a moment when you run into a lot of like friends that you kind of like lost touch with, and during that day, so many people that i didn't even know or like we're kind of like very vague kind of like acquaintances We're like oh this is this is the guy that does ice baths oh, <laughs> this is the guy that lives in ukraine oh you know like and people were coming up to me and i realized is they've been reading my posts and also multiple people came to me he's like team adrian like do you really like the linkedin thing like you know it's like really one of my closest and dearest friends stopped following me because he was too, too crungy of, of me posting there. And yeah. when he told me that, I was definitely a little hurt. You know, it's like I, I'm putting my vulnerable side out there. But that's the part in the journey that that you need to go through, and it's absolutely fine. We're still very close friends, and I completely understand why why he kind of like certain point felt like all right, Adrian, it's, it's it feels like a little, little much, and that's absolutely fine. And that's something that a lot of people will have resistance to is like. know of posting and sharing that because the opinion of 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 others and but that's the part where where the beauty is because if you if if you have that at least people see people are talking about it people have an opinion about it and now all of a sudden i had multiple people come to me talking about ice bath because they saw i did a post on 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 an ice bath and on, on, on breath work that i've done right yeah which which to me, it was all of a sudden such a realization, like my reach goes so much faster than just the likes or the comments or the things that that, that people see and people then want to connect with you.
0: Yeah. 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 You build a p- personal connection. And I think it's part of the process to let go yeah, of what others uh, think of you. And in this journey, because um, I look for inspiration in, in, in different people. So now I, I look for inspiration in you in uh, yeah. specifically on LinkedIn. Uh, and in my podcast, I also interview other people about other stuff. But who have been your role models, uh, specifically on, within the topic of LinkedIn and personal branding? I think you mentioned like Justin Welsh, but can you maybe name a few and why yeah. they have been role models for you?
1: Yeah, so um, I I think three people really stand out that have built in a very short period of time an incredible number of followers on LinkedIn. So Justin Welsh his whole business model is being a solo entrepreneur and selling online courses on LinkedIn, basically. He, he, yep. he, he uh, has over 500,000 followers and, and built that up all, all, all organically. And as he publicly shares, he does now around $5 million of AR, just being a solo entrepreneur, selling how to build an online brand on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Justin Wells. Second is Dango. Dango is uh, a fitness entrepreneur. So he, he does uh, coaching, but he writes about health. Right. And he built up his following from zero to now close to 150 or maybe 200,000 followers in, in, in 12 months time. And
0: mm-hmm. then there's Ben
1: Mir, very similar. He talks about productivity and I've had the opportunity to coach personally with Ben and with Dan and I've uh, done the course of, of of Justin. So I received extremely valuable tips when I realized like, hey, I want to systemize this a little bit bit more, like how can I actually build a system and a process of increasing my followers, increasing my impact. And like without uh, necessarily having to do more work, but just be smarter about it. So that's that's those are the role models that I that I follow. And I've, I've learned from them.
0: So Justin Wells, he's uh, focused on solo entrepreneurship, yeah. then goal, he's focused on healthy body, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. And,
0: and the third guy, what's his and, name? And Mir, and he talks about productivity. Productivity, okay. Yeah. And there have been role models uh by you looking at a linkedin or you also took courses like can you specify yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah so so i took the online how to build a personal brand on linkedin from justin wells and ben meer i yeah. coached one-on-one with ben meer and i coached yeah. one-on-one with dango
0: ah okay so you took yeah. you took those courses so you took two courses yeah. and um yeah that's really really interesting it's often when you see certain people shine in certain areas when you meet them you find out that they've of course learned from from other mentors yeah and as an entrepreneur you cannot shine in everything yeah uh but um it's interesting when you focus on it it helps you grow so can so you summarize thing, yeah yeah
1: so so yeah But so one thing what they really taught me right is that yeah is that so so followers are one thing but where you actually monetize your followers because they build big very successful businesses very profitable businesses yep. around this right and these are these are definitely on, on the pinnacle of, of of these personal brands but again they've showed me the the, the weeds on, on how they've how they've done it is you monetize your followers typically not on social media some maybe youtube a little bit but 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 typically not you monetize them through newsletter ah. so, through newsletter or through a course that you sell or or through coaching for example in in, in these cases yep. So with yeah. Justin, I signed up to his newsletter. He has, he has I think, 300,000 subscribers to his newsletter, and all of them are sponsored, right? And he sells that for big bucks to companies that want to get in front of his audience. I bought his $250 LinkedIn personal branding course. That it automated, right? Like, he doesn't do anything. It's just a bunch of videos, and, like, he t- talks you through the course. Uh, ben Meer, very similar, uh, same concept, and I've, I've booked a one-on-one uh, a coaching course with him, which was a thousand dollars to have an hour of of his undivided time to like have a one on one course for him explaining how it goes and then go as a personal friend and he he I didn't have to pay him anything but he showed me on how how he uh, how
0: he built it how he built this as well uh, cool.
1: yeah yeah
0: that's really cool and if you summarize everything you've learned from them but also yeah. your own learnings yeah in a in a few top recommendations, whether three or five or seven, we will see how it goes in the conversation yeah but let's say recommendations that you can give to the listeners and, uh, and to me also.
1: So the most, everyone, please pay attention. Like whatever you're doing, pay attention right now because I'm going to give (laughs) you the biggest nugget of wisdom from this entire podcast. The absolute most important thing that you need to do is to start. Ah, That's great. It's always the advice, right? Because the biggest problem is is that 99% of the people that listen to this podcast will be like, okay, those are some valuable learnings and never get going. Hmm. So nobody cares. How you wrote your first uh, first post or what it looks like whatsoever it is more important just to get going to get into the habit of writing than like now like hire a designer create a beautiful brand and create a post and like you know get a copywriter to check everything it doesn't matter get into the habit of writing and posing first and foremost that's one now if you want to do successful posts and you want to want to build traction personal stories work best share something personal people connect with it versus generic stuff three write in storytelling form people love to read stories and they're memorable right once upon a time those type of those type of stories posts that do exceptionally well especially on linkedin are actionable insights the top five tips that i learned as an entrepreneur the top 10 things i wish i knew when I was 20 right the top 5 business books that i read that made an impact yada 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 right so so those those are those are types of comp, uh, content that that do uh, that do very well and be consistent so linkedin loves consistency and your audience loves consistency i try to write four posts per week i almost do that uh, almost do that uh, do, do that all the time monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday don't don't you don't need to post because if there there's very little uh, little traction linkedin rewards likes and comments the most and especially comments and if you really want to grow your linkedin following you want other influencers to comment on your post because linkedin rewards it so if ben meer comments on my post that is huge for my reach and especially the first hour to two hours are crucial in, in in that regard so if you want to build your following of other people ask people to comment on your post and send it to them like hey i just posted this and have people comment on it and and make a little bit of a meaning meaning meaningful comment because then that's when things will blow up repost don't do anything also for you Jasper, right when you post this podcast don't ask me to repost because you will not get any traction ask me to organically post on my linkedins like hey i had a great interview with 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 jasper you know make sure that you tag the attack the right people in there and uh and, and that will uh that will then uh, then go um have a much higher reach than than when you do a do a repost and um, photos work well right because it's the first thing that people see especially personal photos or something that they can uh, can, can relate to uh, is, is 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 helpful and if you want to get into the habit of writing that's a that's a difficult one right like what do i write about like or am i I don't have the expertise to write about something useful. Is there's a kind of like framework that, especially Justin Wells has has, has taught me, whereby you group your topics in buckets. One is actionable, right? The top 10, five steps to do something. So, no, sorry, sorry. Let me take one step back. So, imagine an Excel table where on the top row you have a couple of themes actionable, comparison, storytelling, deep dive. Um, and there are, there are a few others and then on the left you write down the themes that you can write about so my case is entrepreneurship so my themes are how to do sales how to find a co-founder uh, mindset leadership how to hire so those are a couple of themes and then i have actionable comparison deep dive the future those are the themes there and then what i think is when i want to get into the habit of writing posts i think about Topics that are actionable with regards to sales. The top five things that I learned doing sales, leadership, the top three leadership traits uh, in every entrepreneur, how to find a co founder, uh, the top four mistakes that I made uh, working with my co founder, right? Like those are actionable insights. And then I go one step next to it. Then I make a comparison or I do a deep dive, right? Uh, leadership. The leadership style of jeff bezos i do deep style a uh, deep dive of jeff uh, jeff bezos uh, sales uh deep dive um the uh, the um, uh, this is my uh, sales playbook that has worked really well and here's like a deep dive on how i've done it right and by thinking of just the titles of of, of what you can write about you will be able to crunch out a lot of different uh content very quickly without actually having to write it and all of a sudden, when you think of the titles, then the, the rest becomes uh, becomes relatively uh, relatively easy. And it's a great way to get into the writing habit.
0: Mm. These are many uh, actionable insights. Yeah. So you have to start, make it personal, uh, use storytelling, take courses from people like Dan Gold, Justin Welsh, and Ben Meir, uh, create an Excel document with different themes, uh, use personal pictures, like the five things that worked. Yeah. Um, if you look about, uh, this is already very in- insightful, if you look at, let's say, um, AI and automation type of things, yep. uh, do you have experience with that slash recommendations?
1: So, I mean, AI, right? Like in content creation, you can get posts within within seconds these days. Write me a post about entrepreneurship, and you'll get a you'll get a pretty generic post. I personally never use it. The only times that I sometimes use it is to correct my English. So I, I will write a post, and then I'll say, hey, uh, especially when I when I'm uh, on the go and like it's it's a little bit of a, of a lousy post, I'll I'll ask uh, ChatGPT to to write it in, in better English. But very quickly, it it's it doesn't feel like it's it's my language anymore. I like my my non perfect English as, as as well. So that's yeah, that's that's just my uh, that's just my voice. So that's what I that's that's what I use AI for. But if you're stuck, right, write me ten posts about running a successful podcast write me 10 uh, titles about running a successful podcast you will get 10 things to get at least a creative process flowing right so that's a great way t- i see to use uh, to use ai
0: i see so you get inspiration for uh for titles etc yeah. and sometimes uh, i see people using at linkedin so you can have one picture or video but you can also have this slideshow where, where yeah. you see multiple pictures. Yeah. I think at some point I started uh, you uh, you started doing that, but I don't know if you still do it or it was in the past. Yeah, this is so- something that that works because for me, okay. What I think when I see something doing that, on the one hand, I'm curious because I can flip. Yeah. But then I also feel suddenly everyone start doing it, and sometimes it can also feel unnatural because I'm like, oh, someone just took a course and now they're doing this type of thing. Right, so I don't know how how is it been for you.
1: And that's exactly why I started doing this because Ben Meir showed is that using this type of setup gained him tons of followers when he was testing testing this. This was this was hmm. uh, it really helped with his reach on LinkedIn. So I started doing that as well. The problem I found during that um, uh, creating posts like that it was very time consuming. Hmm. So all of a sudden I was spending two to three hours on one post. And for me, that just wasn't worth it of, of spending that much time on, on on a post. What I see both Justin, Ben, and Dan do is they also are very active on Twitter. And some of them are also very active on Instagram, is that they copy paste a print screen of what they shared on Twitter in like a photo and then use that as a catchy kind of like eye opener and then share um above the text of 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 kind of like the learnings that that are in there.
0: Mm. So for you, it was maybe too much time. Uh, the, the, for for the, what it was worth. And
1: I, I personally didn't see much better traction with those type of posts that to me yeah. justified the amount of time that I had to spend in there. Yeah. And also, so so what Dan, Justin, and Ben do very successfully, this is really their core strategy of their business, right? For me, this is not a core strategy or channel of my business. This is, this is something I do personally. It is bringing me definitely a lot of visibility and awareness but this is not where our main driver of sales so so yeah. therefore also this is this the amount of time that I that I can spend on this is limited
0: yeah I'm curious from a, a time allocation perspective because any entrepreneur that is listening is also always wondering how to allocate my time yeah like how many hours do you work on average and how many hours of that do you invest in LinkedIn? So my so average work an idea. Week,
1: in, in terms of hours of average work week work week. The average work week. And then
0: out of those, how much do you invest in LinkedIn?
1: So I think average work week is between 60 to 70 hours. That's yes. that's average 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 work week. And
0: three to four hours per week on LinkedIn. Three to uh, four, okay. So yeah. it's like uh yeah, four out of sixty, one fifteen, five six percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm also curious. Uh, all these very useful. Like, do you uh, set intentions or goals for kind of how far you want to go? Like in terms of followers, do you set goals, or are you more someone that you, you just have the process and then you will see what's happening?
1: Yeah, that's that So in the beginning, I did. In the beginning, I was like, I want to go to this amount of followers. I don't have that that much uh, that much any uh, anymore. Um, I just want to be consistent and continue right? because I, I see how beneficial it is just for for my own uh, personal brand. This year, <clears throat> I am making a conscious decision. I'm getting my own personal website up. I don't have a personal website yet. I want to do more public speaking, and I want to tie all of that in together with uh, what I'm what I'm actively writing about uh, in uh, on 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 LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. so that. And driving that and getting more books and do more paid uh, paid uh, keynote speaking
0: hmm. And i'm curious because um mind valley i'm a member of mind valley it's an online platform for personal development and they asked all the students they have millions of students what the most popular topic is that people want to learn about and it's yeah. manifestation and uh, manifestation you probably uh, know about it it's really about visualizing where you want to go to like having certain thoughts and then making it happen so do you have certain thoughts about okay maybe i'm this person with 100k followers that speaks at certain stages like do you visualize your future self related to linkedin and personal branding
1: yeah 100 so so actually i i just did an exercise where i write my own story where i want to be in one year from now and it's really storytelling and visualization and i do the same for five years right so i i did write that down and um, whereby in five years part of that uh, part of that story is that i'm i'm a paid Public keynote speaker, um, earning over a hundred thousand dollars per keynote.
0: Over a hundred thousand per keynote.
1: Yeah, and that, wow. sounds, that sounds outrageous. But at the same time, like the top speakers uh, charge that in, uh, in 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 the US. Um, it, it it sounds ambitious. But when I when I see some of these speakers speak, I truly think that I I I could could uh, deserve a spot next to, next to them. That. Ah, uh, that's
0: that's pretty incredible. That's what I you know united states has, has pros and cons but i like uh, by you living in new york you get inspired to think big and in 5 years time how do you see your role on linkedin friends how many followers do you think you have or what do you visualize there
1: yeah i i, I didn't put a number on there so i don't know like what 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 that's what going to be kind of like the the, the the mark is when they say when you can start to monetize a newsletter is is after you, you pass kind of like the 30,000 followers i'm i'm close to 20 so plugging plugging away there um is i would see much more as a channel to fuel my personal brand that i can invite for keynotes that i can invite it to advise uh, companies uh, on the mentorship so so that it will help me build multiple income streams on on, on the back of my uh, of, of my personal brand
0: yeah and if you look back at your uh, learnings because we uh, listen to recommendations yeah. But what, often knowledge comes from failure. So, what have yeah. been a bit your uh, mistakes on LinkedIn, or or things that maybe didn't work out?
1: So in the beginning, I I really didn't have a process, or d- didn't have any any cue on like how to write a compelling post that got traction. So so, so that's one. Two, <clears throat> um, I didn't comment on any other posts, or wasn't very active on on anything else. That also something that uh, that LinkedIn LinkedIn rewards. I just never had the perspective that this could be something that could be beneficial for me as a person i think that that's the biggest learning for me if i if i would have started with the knowledge that i have now on like how beneficial sharing actively about whatever you want to share in your field and become a thought leader in, in in that in a field could be for for me as a person i would have started much earlier i would have built more consistency and i would i would have taken it more seriously so the, those are are i think think uh, the yeah. the elements there
0: but what i learned from this conversation you have a strong purpose and why behind it and that also keeps you uh, keeps you going and i saw one linkedin post uh, from you uh, some while ago about uh, automating invites yeah uh, and in the past i took a course on growth hacking where they teach you that you can invite people but i never kind of took that route uh, but I remember that you you didn't get business out of it, or or do you automate invitations? Or what's your view on that?
1: So I I will only automate invitations to a, a, a list of carefully curated people that I know. Every single person on that list I want to in- invite personally, hmm. and then I have maybe a hundred people in there. So in my case, I I want to build a following around the head of recruitment and on founders. So. I would have my SER make a curated list that I then personally check to make sure, like, is everyone uh, valid on, on on that list? And if if they uh, fit the mark, then yes, I will send them through. Uh, we call we use a tool called Gripify. I'll send them a personalized invite. But personalized invite is like, hey, you know, you're X Y Z. You know, I would love to connect because we're but because of whatever reason, right? Like that's uh, that's there. That's, that's 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 what I do. Yeah. I see.
0: So you cure, you curate the list and yeah. then through Gripify you invite them.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And then the benefit for you is it saves you a bit of time.
1: Yeah, it saves time. It saves time. 100%. Yeah. Saves time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Gripify, how does it work? You say, hey guys, this is 100 names. Please send them this message.
1: Yeah, basically you you it, it's a tool where you create a messaging strategy. You can do multiple follow-ups. You can li- like posts. You can endorse posts uh, as well from, from the people that didn't respond yet. Um, And then I have their... First last name and then LinkedIn uh, URLs and I upload that into Dripify and then I press play and then they will start to send out uh, my my message say Hey Jasper, <coughs> you're also founder and um, uh, I would love to be uh, be your podcast uh, guest. This is the reason what I can tell about. Let's connect, mm. right? So yeah. that 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 could be strategy. So I could do that with all the podcast hosts or I could do that with. Um, a lot of events in, in in the recruitment space for for yeah. for example or or this just is, you know of head of recruitments.
0: is that something that you do or you outsource that to virtual
1: assistants i outsource that to my SDR, but i i always make check sh- because in the beginning i was doing bulk automation <clears throat> so much crap and and i was it's just so many people i i tried to connect with for, for for the wrong reason and trying to sell them something i now only do this with highly curated list of, of people that i know that I have
0: something of value to offer. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's a very good insight, yeah. Sometimes you're also being sold certain automation by people that that have a benefit from it, but then we're still humans, right? So you still need the human connection. Yeah. Well, if you look back at your LinkedIn journey, it clearly, clearly gives you uh, a certain purpose. Uh, and in the future, it, it might also lead to certain business. Uh, but if you look back until now, uh, to what extent has it led to revenues for you? Because I'm sure if someone is listening to this, they might wonder: Oh, so much time, do I actually make some revenue out of it?
1: Yeah, we have, and a, and a great example is sort um, of point. We during COVID, uh, we created an article on how to find a job fast and efficiently, and we sent this article through this similar automation to all the uh, uh, people that were, in all the recruiters that were laid off by all these these, these tech companies during COVID. <clears throat> 2 years later i got a message from someone on linkedin and she said hey i want to learn more about your services uh, tell me a little bit more we had a conversation and uh, she became a client like well paying client we did over 150000 dollars with uh, with them and then i looked like how how did you find us right and then i realized this was a recruiter that used to work at airbnb was laid off during the pandemic then found a new job at a different company and i connected with her automatically sending her the articles like here <clears throat> Sorry to hear that you've been laid off. You know, I don't know if it's upheld, but I wanted to share this article with you that we that we created for help people find a job. You know, we're in this together, stay strong. But what I was writing about, she contacted me many years later when she needed our, our services, and, and it became a well-paying client. And we did one hundred fifty to $200,000 of revenue with uh, with them.
0: Hmm, amazing. So it really has led to tangible uh, things, but yeah. you never know when it comes, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And even our internal recruiter, I asked her, like, hey, what do you think makes us stand out You know, within our business? Um, and she said, well, it might sound uh, weird, but she said, you really make us stand out. I was like, what do you mean? And she mm-hmm. said, every almost every candidate that she interviews. And we hire recruiters, right, says knows you because they follow you on LinkedIn, because you are active, because you do podcast, because you do the the, the speaking engagements. And, and people want to, you know, like they, they value and they see what the, what, what, what they share and they, they feel like, hey, this is a company I want to be part of.
0: Yeah, excellent. Well, I think that's uh, that's a great benefit. We have uh, three minutes uh, yeah. before you go to your next meeting. So it's time for a summary. So if someone is still listening, um, what do you uh, hope they walk away with? Of course, you said your first recommendation is just to start. Yeah, But maybe you can give a bit of a one-minute summary uh that you hope they they walk away with Yeah,
1: you know, by, by far start 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 right the three most important things with anything right because then you then you'll get uh, then you will get into it and and don't don't hold back there so that that would be my biggest biggest recommendation it really takes time like building a brand takes honestly it takes years in that sense but <laughs> trust the process enjoy the ride and you will see that Things are going to be opening up. Uh, going, 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 to be opening up for you. And everyone has a story to tell. So don't hold back. Like I've, I've, I just started my job. I just started this. No, everyone has a story to tell, uh, and don't be afraid to uh, to, to share your uh, share your story. Mm.
0: I think that's a great addition. I interviewed Eric at Meets. He's one of the world's top. Uh, public speaking teacher so if you have an hour i recommend you to listen to that episode actually yeah yeah um he really says some people are like oh what should i speak about but don't underestimate the power of your own experiences even if you lost let's say five you want to lose weight you lost five kilo then you can share how you did it right or for you 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 move from ukraine to new york how do you move to new york right so i think you can really start with your own experience and um yeah well thank you for sharing your wisdom
1: Awesome. No, well, thanks for having me again, Jasper. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Always, uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, to interact keep, with you and uh, follow your journey in, as well.
0: Yeah, keep in touch. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, and thanks everyone for listening.